once you made that commitment to stick to those goals, what was it that kept you motivated to stay with it? Um, I mean, it definitely wasn't easy. You're always going to get sidetracked and maybe start slacking a little, but that's when you have to reel it in and regain focus, whatever that might take. Um, you know, and this, this is just an example. Uh, so after I'm off your question, but I'll get back to it. So, for example, after I found out I made staff, I think I felt like personally I started slacking off. So right now I'm in the middle. After, after, after I found out I made staff, I felt like I started slowing down. Wasn't, wasn't working as hard as what I was prior. Right. So like right now I'm in the middle of a 30 day cleanse from social media. And what that is like, I'm not, I'm not on any social media. So the time on my phone is maybe in a total of a day, maybe five minutes because the only thing I do is answer text messages. And that's just so I can regain focus and keep my priorities straight. So, yeah, so when I was going through the process of bouncing back, um, I would just have to continuously do things like that, where if I noticed I would start slacking or, or slowing down on working towards my goals and just doing little things like that, um, I think it's important to have goals set, um, long-term goals, obviously, and then a shorter-term goal to keep you on track for that long, long-term goal. It comes down to you as a person, right? So you have to decide what you want to do. For me, I've always, I've always been a hard worker. So might not be, might not be the best or most talented. But one thing that's for sure, for sure, is I'll always outwork the other person. That's 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 just every every everything that I've ever done in life. So kind of carried over into my uh, bouncing back. So on the non-military side of things. Um I know for me personally, anytime I'm going through something hard, um, especially if it was derogatory towards me, um, I have a harder time telling my family about it. Um, after you got your DUI, um, did you reach out to your, your family, parents, or if you have brothers and sisters, and was that hard to do, and you know, did they support you and understand, or how yeah. did that go? So, uh, yeah, well... This is a complete different topic, essentially. But at the time, I was at the time I was married, uh, so uh, immediately my wife um, and she was very supportive throughout it. So I was very, very fortunate in that aspect, right? And then, like my family, like yeah, they were all supportive as well. It wasn't wasn't easy, right? I don't think I ever, to be completely honest, I don't think I ever told my mom. Um, I know she knows because <laughs> I was going to say, um, I know she knows if be- you're listening out there because, uh, my dad told her, right. But I personally never told her just because I don't know, like, that's just something, Hey mom, I got a DUI. Like that's not, you know, that's kind of something hard to say. So, but I told my dad, um, I know he told her and I, I have siblings, but I, they found out later on. I told him later on, but yeah, I totally understand. I, uh, I failed a PT test early in my career. I probably waited six or seven years till I told like my dad or anyone like that. <laughs> oh, wow. Like we're from like a military family, uh, not, not my dad, but my grandpa on his side. Uh, um, and like my grandpa's like idolized in our family. You know, he was kind of like the, you know, Christmas at his house and Thanksgiving and all that kind of stuff. So everyone has high expectations. Uh, and I'm like one of the only grandkids that joined the military. So that's uh, why I'm saying like anytime there's something derogatory, like, right. I don't care about my supervisor or the first sergeant or anyone. Like I know they all understand and know yeah. like what the struggle is, but just telling my family, I have a harder time with that for sure. Uh, that was a good question. 
So what lessons learned have you gathered through all of this? A lot. Um, <laughs> I think that I think the biggest the biggest uh, man, yeah, a lot. That's that's Let, a hard let's, one to um, close. Go ahead. Because because it, it probably is so much, and that's such a broad question. Let me narrow it. If you were to say three particular lessons learned, you know we always love three. Um, that are both one, like on the side of the military, your lessons learned from there, and then on the personal growth aspect, what did you learn? Well, um, so I would say the I'd say the biggest one of the biggest parts was it was very humbling. I don't know. I don't, have you ever asked somebody for a ride before? <laughs> it's, yeah, I, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, and it's weird though. It's like it's it's fine to say that, right? But whenever you actually do it, when you're in the situation and you ask somebody for a ride, it's it's actually not that easy. So no. it was uh it was definitely humbling because I had to humble myself to ask for rides constantly. And then in turn, you know, maybe this is just me as a person, but then then in return you feel like a burden because, oh, I'm asking this person to drive me here. And <clears throat> so that that was a that was a rough balance. But so I would definitely say it was a very humbling situation. Um you you also told me yesterday about now you had to work the gate because you didn't have a license anymore, right? Right. And you're restricted. Your driver police are restricted. So you had to work the gate for a year. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Um, how was that experience? Uh, <clears throat> I personally, and, you know, maybe it probably really helped during that process, helped me come to this realization, right? But I personally, as security force member, don't have an issue working the gate. So, yeah, I'd say I definitely probably came to that real realization. Can't use that word realization <laughs> uh, during that process because it was all I could do, right? But that's a part of our job. So the experience wasn't bad, um, just a lot of cold mornings. So I don't, I don't have a problem working the gate because um, it's part of our job. And I, don't, I really don't mind it, but definitely some cold mornings. So it was a little rough. Okay. Probably did a lot of complaining in my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so humility yes, was sir. one. Yep. And I know I, I threw you off track. So what was the other one you were going to say? Um, well, I would say, like I mentioned already, is taking ownership. So taking, taking the responsibility um, for my actions, right? So everything that came in, well, the two years to come was because of my actions. It wasn't because of any, anybody else in... I think that's something that I've really worked on in the last couple of years is taking ownership in every situation. Um, so I would say that was definitely a lesson learned. Um, I would say realizing how much of a privilege driving is because that's that's something that, you know, you actually don't even think about. Yeah. I never thought about until I couldn't drive. Like now, now I go and I hop in my truck and I go. If I need to go somewhere, I go, right? But Back then, I had to, you know, wait. I had to walk, ride my bike, or ask someone to, ask someone to take me. So, yeah, it's definitely actually is a privilege that I'd say us as Americans take for granted. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, that's two, right? That's two, right? Humility, appreciation, <laughs> and um, if if someone was or is going through this uh -huh. situation now. You know, and they were, and yeah, just to ask you, what oh, can I learn from it? There's a lot. So it really helped. It really helped me. I think 
And I mean, obviously looking at the situation, it's it's not a good situation, right? And I, I wholly regret it, but at the same time, it's one of those things where it's part of my life and the, the lessons that I learned, the way that it helped me to grow as a human being, as a man has been tremendous. So of course I regret it, but uh, I don't regret what I've learned throughout the process, right? So I would say another one that I learned is definitely the importance of mentorship and as we discussed, like having a circle in the beginning, right? So when it first happened, I didn't I didn't really have much of a circle or people that I talked to. And now now I have a strong circle and people to talk to. So Definitely realize the importance of that um, because I think it's pretty pretty common for us as you know men or well women and everyone to just kind of close off and feel like nah, I don't have any I don't have any problems or my problems aren't that serious. But at the end of the day, we all have problems and we all have things to talk about. So uh, actually, whenever you start, you not know, like I have you know, a couple people that I go to and I talk and you will talk through situations, talk through things. If I'm going through something rough, then we'll talk about it. And it's, it's helpful. People don't think, people think that, you know, it's not necessary, but I really feel that it's very beneficial and can be a huge help. Not only that, but uh, another thing is like the commander says all the time, what's your football? I think that's, that's very important too is because, you know, if you don't have hobbies or, or things that, you know, you dedicate your time towards, then it's going to be a rough journey. So definitely, definitely having that football, where whatever it may be, you know, it doesn't have to be football, obviously. But, like, for me, mine's martial arts, trained martial arts. Es- but, explain to the people who's listening who don't know what football would mean. So, like, so uh, it's like, well, for example, like, like I say, mine's martial arts, right? So for me, I dedicate my time towards that, and I'll go in there. It doesn't matter what it may be. I could be, you know, I could just be stressed out over the smallest of things. But whenever I'm in there training, I don't think about anything else except for what's in that moment. And then when I leave, I feel, feel like a brand-new person. <laughs> don't even feel the same as when I walked in there, right? So I think it's very important to have something um, maybe – Getting away is the wrong word to use, but I don't know. But essentially, that's what it is. It's something that you can go and do or something to, you know, um, help you along the way. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. I think your story shows a great deal of resiliency. Um, That might be hard for you to internalize that that's like a lesson learned from it. Um, Do you think that getting a DUI and recovering from it was one of the harder things you've done in your life as far as uh, you know, mentally, you know, capable, like being able to stay motivated, like grinding, going through it, knowing people are kind of watching you go through the process with some sort of scrutiny. Um, I think that, that for yourself, you should know that, you know, it takes a lot to make it through something like that. Obviously we see people get in trouble in the military on a semi-frequent basis and some of them don't make it through it. Um, and, Knowing that you've made it through that process, do you think that it will make you a better supervisor now that you're going to be an NCO, uh, being able to help your troops through situations like that? 
Yeah, I think so. Um, well, for several reasons. One, one being on the on the professional side of things, I I learned a lot of things as far as referral APRs, um, UIFs. Uh, That's you know, important to know. Yeah, all all prom- the way like promotions coming off of a referral EPR, all, all that type of stuff, right? So all the professional stuff, absolutely. I learned a lot on that side of things. And then, yeah, on a more personal approach, absolutely, because I, I feel like I look at people differently that are in similar situations because, I mean, I can relate. I know, and I don't ever look at anyone different because they got in trouble or because they messed up because, again, we're all human. We all mess up, Right. It's just some people may do something a little more severe or, you know, some people do stuff that others have done and just end up getting caught. So Absolutely. we're, we're all human, right? So I never, I never do. And I never would look at anyone different because they got in trouble. Yeah. I think it definitely helped, helped me in that aspect. And then on the other end of that, um, do you think it helped you on a personal level? as far as your career going through something so hard that now if something pops up, does it make it easier for you to realize that the situation might not be as serious as other people think it are, or as you might've initially thought if you didn't go through something that was that hard? I think yes. So yeah. So the conversation earlier uh, that I had after, after my demotion with one of my fight sergeants, uh, he had been through the exact same situation DUI, yeah. So, it was he was very relatable and very helpful, and it was you know, it was easier to talk to him because I knew that he had gone through what I was going through, right? So, it definitely made it much easier. So I think that you know going forward, it will help me in that aspect. Knowing that, um, yeah, I think that it will help me to show others that hey, yes, it's bad, but you know, at that point in time, initially, I'm like, oh, am I even going to be in the Air Force anymore, right? And boom, all right, I am in the Air Force. Okay, so now how do we recover from this? And, yeah, so he was able to help me see, you know, from – because he got his DUI as an airman as well, and then now he's a tech sergeant. So, you know, see that, I was like, okay, it is – it's definitely doable. So. Yeah, it's just a speed bump. So what's your goal at this point? From all of that – so what those lessons have taught you and being able to, re, you know, finally recover and see the success of um, putting that strategy and, you know, perspective together. What's your goals from here? Well, <clears throat> my biggest goal right now is to get ready for the next drink. Um, so I'll, I'll put on I'll put on later on next year. And yeah, so that's my biggest goal right now is just to get ready for that, get ready to. Um, be the best supervisor I can be. So that's that's my biggest priority right now. Just trying to, you know, talk to talk to other supervisors, learn learn ways that they handle situations or the way that they do things. You know, take in as much information as I can now. Yeah. So then, you know, be able to execute next year when the time comes. Question for you. Yes, sir. We have a lot of staff selects now. Yes. Right? So anyone who is listening to this podcast, how do you prepare to get better and prepare for those or for that next rank to execute at that level? Like, what does that look like? Uh, 
like from for, for me, you for, for you me? personally uh, yeah. for me personally i'm i'm a horrible writer so one of my biggest priorities is uh to work on my writing so that's going to be one of the biggest things i work on over the next year is to work on epr writing um writing bullets so yeah that's that's one of the biggest things for me because that's something that i'm not very good at yeah so that's where I'm going to focus a lot of attention. Um, and then I would just say, I'd say a lot of it is, you know, trying to dig into reading. Um, I like to, <clears throat> I like to read leadership books, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, um, that's something that I do a lot of. And so that, that's really helpful for me. I try to take in as much information as I can from, People that have been doing it a lot longer than me. So as you were saying your story, and, and uh, when we talked earlier, I've told you this offline, but, you know, I think your story is very encouraging, inspirational, and it shows the ability for anyone to just simply recover. But it shows the fact that you can come back from, I don't want to say death, but near death, or what people may assume in their life like is near death. Because I'm sure at the moment you thought this was it, you know? Uh, I mean, you didn't know if you're going to be in the military, out the nope. military for probably a couple of months until they gave you your punishment. And that stress and uh, uncertainty can be so heavy. You overcame that. How did you deal with that stress and that heaviness at the time? Was it just you just trucked on and pressed or did you do something particular? Um, initially, I trucked on and pressed, uh, which wasn't the right thing to do. But so that came out later on. Um so initially that's how I handled it and I think that <laughs> carried over a lot into my personal life. So like as as I mentioned earlier, I mean I don't, I don't really have a problem sharing information like this. So initially like I shared earlier, I was married at the time. Um I think that me trucking on and pressing on ended up causing a lot of um pressure on the home life. Yeah. Right? Which so, I mean, now I'm not married. And I'm not saying it's just because of that, right? But it obviously factored in a lot. So when that happened, that's whenever <clears throat> um, that's whenever I had to really take a step back and just kind of <clears throat> look at my situation, right? So it was rough. That 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 was uh it's one of the harder hits in life. So Yeah. <clears throat> um See, that sounds like it was more difficult than the DUI. Oh, it, but it, it was combined, it, obviously. Yeah, it, yeah. It, was a, it was a lot harder. Um, but I think that's, that was one of the big uh, breaking points in, I'd say, I'd say in my personal life because I had to, <clears throat> I had to really dig deep and see, like, all right, who, who are you as a person, right? And uh, that's, that's whenever I started learning a lot about myself, um, I actually heard on one of the podcasts that you put out, uh, one of the members said one of his favorite questions to ask people was, who are you as a person? Yeah. And, and I think um, I didn't know that for the longest, for the yeah. longest time, right? Yeah. And, but now, now I can firmly say, like, I know who I am as a person, right? And I think those, I think those struggles along the way is what helped me to find that. Mm. So, yeah. It, so to get back to the question, initially chucked on, pressed on, 
wasn't a good thing to do. And yeah, then afterwards I started to look at, all right, you know, what, what is the, what is causing these things? Like what? And then I realized, Hey, it's you, like it's you, it's your, it's the way that, you know, you're handling things. Um, you're not handling things the right way. And then, cause I used to just always keep everything bubbled up. Right now I realize the importance and now I have people to talk to, right? I can talk through situations, um, come out feeling better, realizing that I had to have that passion. I had to have some sort of passion because I'd have something to help me along the way, right? So finding that passion, what are your passion? What's going to be there when times are rough? And then Man, that's powerful. So that, that, was the, that was the big ones for me. So I, I found out who I was as a person, right? Like what are your values? What, are, what, are, what is your passion? And just what do you want in life? 